0: So I'm so excited to have with me the laundromat king, Victor Nichols. He is um, an author, he is a coach, and he is somebody who basically has acquired laundromats for no money down. And he's an American entrepreneur, but when I saw his videos, I actually found him through a Facebook group uh, for laundromat owners. So, if you're thinking, you know, do, do we have Facebook groups for anything? The answer is yes. So, I'm so excited to have him here to tell us about his story, how he's able to, you know, become a business owner while still, you know, having a job. And, you know, thank you so much, Victor, for being on here today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that, Lee.
0: Great. So, can you tell us what you do day to day?
1: Um. I got a normal job like everybody else out there. You know, I usually, I wake up, uh, my day's a little bit longer cause I work 12 hour shifts at the nuclear power plant. Wow. So I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, get ready, leave the house at four and I go clean the laundromat for about 20 minutes and then I go to my job. And I usually, when I get off work, I come back and I just clean it for another 30 minutes and I go home. So it's, it's I'm not there all the time. It's, it's more of a part-time job, supplemental income, which is really nice. And then that's about it.
0: Wow. That's, I think that's like a really packed schedule. You're at 3 a.m. And you also have, you know, a wife and kids. And so oh, yeah. I, I'm kind <laughs> of amazed that you have that schedule. So it seems like, you know, because you work at a nuclear power plant, how did you get into the laundromat business?
1: Um, I, I've been looking into it for a long time, but I guess it's just you need a lot of motivation and just the oh, – I can't even think of the word, but – You got to keep on going at it. You can't just give up easily. And like everybody else, I pretty much uh, found a guy on YouTube that taught other people how to do, get into the laundromat business. So he kind of took me under his wing and taught me his ways. And that's how I got my first laundromat out of Chicago Heights. And then um, I learned different strategies. Obviously, when you take over a business, you start learning different techniques that work for you and I pretty much just learned different strategies and started teaching others and doing YouTube videos on how for other people to get into the business.
0: Wow, that's fascinating because I think you could have chosen like thousands of different businesses, and you say, you know, it's recession-proof, it's, um, you know, hands-off, and it's, you know, I see a lot of awesome things with the business. So how did you choose uh, the laundromat business out of like thousands of other ideas? I
1: guess trial and error because there's other stuff like I I did – I did like Nichols gadget where I try to fix cell phones and stuff like that. That didn't work out very well because obviously cell phones are always changing. At least with laundromats, it's always, you always get your washer and dryers. So they get more energy efficient and stuff like that. But it's always the basic concept of washer and dryers. Um, I tried other things that didn't work out. And eventually just, I found a laundromat that worked out and I tried it. I enjoy it. I love it. So I just decided to keep on moving forward with it
0: that's fascinating so what was your uh you know because you have a really good job you know people when they are not motivated they can just keep (laughs) plugging on right so what you know does it was oh you woke up one day okay i need to start a business or what was your motivation for for that change
1: my motivation was i wanted to quit my job i think that was the biggest motivation was i wanted to spend more time with my family and uh especially my kids because i I barely get to see him working all the time. So my focus was, Hey, if I get a laundromat business, it's supposed to be good money, uh, guaranteed people coming in all the time, recession proof. So as long as you run the business properly, you don't really have to worry about it closing up. And then my goal was I would love to get more laundromats built up. So i got multiple incomes coming in from a laundromat business. So that was my goal is to eventually be able to quit my full time job and focus more on the laundromat business.
0: That's amazing because I've seen one of your one of your children featured on the YouTube videos as well. So what? <laughs> oh, they is, love jumping on. Yeah, like what is it like raising kids and you know running the business?
1: I, I love it. The kids love it. Um, I treat the laundromat business as a family business. So the customers, I don't know if, if my kids get on their nerves, but it doesn't seem like it. They love it. My uh, little one Ethan will just run up to them and, and just start chit chatting. So and it's funny because they'll go buy him a drink or or. Uh, play with them with some toys or something like that so it's more it's nice because the customers know who I am so it's more of a family-ran business everybody knows my kids Uh, I'll come in by myself and they'll be like hey how's your son doing or where's your daughter at and stuff like that so it's it's nice to be able to keep your family involved.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, when I, when I see the videos, it's just like, wow, you know, you integrated them both uh, perfectly. <laughs> so I love that. Um, so speaking of um, customers, what was it like when you first um, started, you know, this business? Did, oh, did you God. have any weirdos coming in? Did you have any? It, like- was,
1: it was horrible. And it was, um, the Chicago Heights store was a startup, a complete startup. So it wasn't a store that was already open. It was a store that it, caught on fire and closed up. So I had to completely remodel the whole place and then reopen it back up. Um, My first, my first month was like 187 and my break even was 10,000. So I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. But each month I just, I made it by uh, slowly. And eventually I started breaking even and making a little bit more. But in the beginning it was, it was tough. I, I pretty much had to struggle through it. A lot of weirdos that come in there. Mm -hmm. Um, You see on the YouTube videos that uh, homeless, because I turned into a 24 hour store. So nobody was in there at nighttime, but there's cameras. So you have homeless people that'll come in. So you just got to make sure every now and then you wake up, check the cameras. You see someone sleeping in there, you would just call the cops. Mm. So a lot of interesting things always happen at laundromats.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. So how long have you been in the business?
1: I've been in it for about four years.
0: Wow is a long time that's like um, that's and now you teach other people so that's great Um, so um, when you first started what were some of like the challenges that you had to overcome as a new business owner
1: um money I think that's pretty much everyone's issue is coming up with the money Uh, mine was I found a location I was actually able to negotiate with the landlord to get the laundromat for free so it didn't cost me anything to take over the the space but then I had to uh, dump money into the fix it up because obviously you got to paint, you got to redo the flooring, you got to get some new machines and that. So this is, it was all new to me, and I was, I was scared, I was nervous. But um, I was, I, I borrowed some money from my 401k, I got an equipment loan. So it's just going out there, talking to people, going to the SBA, and having them kind of help you create your business plan and stuff like that. So it was a struggle in the beginning. Uh, it takes a lot of dedication and you can't give up on your dreams.
0: Yeah, That's great advice. So in the beginning, did you tell anybody, Hey, I'm starting a laundromat or like, did, did you keep it a secret from them until you were profitable? Like how were your friends and family? <laughs> in the beginning
1: I, I told people and it's, it's kind of sad cause you don't, you realize who your true friends are when you start a business.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a lot of people's going to give you negativity. They're going to say, Hey, why, why are you, why do you want to start a laundromat business? And my thing was, um, I don't want to throw names out there, but my uh, father-in-law was like, well, how are you supposed to make money? You know, you, you got a person coming in and they want to use your top loader. You figure if you're charging $2.50 a top loader, how are you going to pay your $3,000 rent? And then your utilities, uh, well, a couple of extra thousand dollars. So you figure a, a lot of negativity. So it's just, you gotta you gotta brush it off. And it, and it does make you think, you're like, oh my God, can I really make this? You know, But there's other laundromats out there that are making it too. It, it could be profitable. You just gotta learn how to run it properly. And you really learn who your true friends are. Cause it, I, I heard a lot of negativity on my part. So no one believed that I could do it. And now I own two laundromats.
0: That's pretty incredible. So, That's the ultimate, you know, like, um, well, they call it success is the best revenge, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's not revenge, but, you know, they see you doing one. Well, now you're helping other people. So um, you said that you basically got a laundromat for no money. And you actually, you know, show people, I'm sure, in your book and your training programs as well. But my question is, why would somebody give away, essentially, uh, a laundry business?
1: That's where I teach you guys in my book about that. It's, it's um, a lot... You try going out and talking to other entrepreneurs, laundromat entrepreneurs, they don't want to really tell you anything. It's all hush hush and stuff like that. The biggest part is you can either take over a business for free or or get it for a really low cost. Like the Wilmington store, I bought it for $2,500. So when he was trying to sell it for $10,000, so I actually talked him down. And the reason why you can get a free laundromat or get a really low cost laundromat is who wants to sell a laundromat that's making money? right? No. No
0: yeah, that's true. So
1: if a laundromat's for sale, there's something wrong. Either obviously it's old machines or they're losing money. So they want out of it. They're, they're desperate. They're, they're losing a lot of money and they're just willing to give it away. Is it's pretty much what it comes down to.
0: Wow. So, so you're, you're literally taking over like what's that show called? Like turnaround boss or something? Like, how are you so confident to say, Hey, and you know, I've never been in this business, but I'm going to buy one. And then, you know, make it profitable? Like, what was your mindset like?
1: Um, a lot of coaching from another person. Yeah. So I, I <laughs> yeah. So just, as long as you got one person that's willing to back you up and, and as long as you learn from them, um, you'll be able to succeed in the business.
0: Yeah. That's solid advice. So what kind of person do you think is this business right for? Cause it's obviously it's a, you know, you could be very lucrative, but it's not something that, I mean, I'm in the online coaching world, right? You know, a lot of, you know, women posting pictures of them in front. Nothing wrong with that, but it's a lot of glamour and it's like, you know, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Everyone thinks it's cool. Um, But I think with your business, it's more like, you know, practical, more brick and mortar. Um, What kind of uh, type of entrepreneur would be most successful with this model?
1: Um, Pretty much anybody could run it. It's just, if you got a lot of money, you could turn around and buy the laundromat. But then if you're like me where you got little income and and you're trying to get into a business or other people out there that have very little income, it's possible to get into it. Um, You gotta have, I'm trying to look for the word, I apologize. Um, You gotta be dedicated. You can't give up too easily because you will run into struggles. Especially if this is your very first business getting into because you're gonna run a lot of dead ends. A lot of people that's gonna you're not going to have a lot of support in the beginning until you actually show that you can actually do it. Cause a lot of banks and loans, they want to see at least two years mm-hmm. of you being in the laundromat business. So you either working on or somebody else or owning one. So me not having no experience, it was very, very difficult for that. So it was like, uh, I don't, I, I can't even think of the word. I apologize. No. But yeah, it's, it's open to everybody. As long as someone is more dedicated to focusing on their business and getting it up and running. Oh, so, yeah.
0: yeah, that's great. So I think your background is really fascinating to me cause you, you know, you work in a nuclear power plant and then you went into this business. Can you tell take us back more? Like, were you always an entrepreneurial, you know, person Were you, you know, the type to like sell lemonade when you're like five years old? <laughs> uh, what was like growing God, up like? Uh, for you?
1: I, 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 I got a twin brother. And a sister. And uh, we we grew up in a low income area. I mean, we, we were poor. Um, I, I remember um, drawing pictures and my brother going out and selling it to people just out on the streets oh, wow. being a little kids. So I do remember doing that. Um, it wasn't always... I don't know. We moved around a lot. So it wasn't like my my family separated, so it's not like I got a perfect family, I got money or anything like that. So everything that I have now, I had to work for, so it wasn't just handed to me or given to me. Which I know there's a lot of people out there like this too. So as long as you set your goals and you got a dream and you wanna you focus on it, you're you're gonna be able to achieve it. It just takes a lot of dedication.
0: That's great. And then how did you get uh, the uh, your job?
1: Um, before you talking about the power plant. Yeah. Before before that, I actually, uh, well, before all of that, I was in the, uh, I worked in the food business. So I, I worked at uh, Ryan Steakhouse and that's where I met my, my uh, wife at. Thanks. And then eventually I quit there, got into security and I worked security for th- three, four months and then I got into private investigations. So I did that for about three years and then the power plant was actually hiring. So I I applied for that and I got in there, which is a lot more money than what I was making as an investigator. So I think that's what kind of helped me out. It gave me um, more money, which I can focus on businesses versus before it was a little bit more of a struggle because earning 14 bucks an hour, I mean, it's a struggle to try to come up with money to put down on like deposits on rent or anything like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's really fascinating. It really shows that you can come from anywhere and, you know, make it in business. So that is great. Um, so what are the types of people that, you know, come to coach with you? Can you share with us, you know, some of the success stories or examples of people who, you know, say, Hey, uh, Victor, can you help me start a laundromat? What can you describe for us? Like who are your students and how do you help them?
1: Sure. Uh, a lot of my students, really have no background at all in the laundromat business. So um, some of, the, they're out of fast food or they're just a cop. Um, the other one, he, marketing. So it's it's different backgrounds um, that would come to me. They would start asking me questions and stuff like that. And usually, I usually recommend to read the book the first because in the book it explains everything. So I don't really have to repeat myself twice. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't bother me. Um, I love to talk. So we'll just kind of chit chat back and forth. and. try to understand their background and then I'll tell them all right you're looking you want to find all the laundromats in your area and they're like well why you know so and uh once they find their laundromats in the area I, I tell them to go out scouting so it's pretty much internet based you want to find everything on the internet and you kind of stretch out you want to go personally see it it's like buying a car you don't want to buy a car online without first seeing it
0: yeah
1: so you go visit in person and then you can't find anything locally just kind of stretch your areas out a little bit go to the next town over or something so um a lot of them are still looking for laundromats a few of them actually found laundromats and pretty much uh helping them understand the finance part of getting loans for the equipment loan because a lot of them are they think that you just go to the bank and get an sba loan (laughs) which is really really hard because i couldn't even get an sba i got a four thousand dollar sba loan and i think that was just because i had a Car that was paid off that was worth. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's funny.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so SBA loans are they're difficult for people that have never been in the business or are getting into starting their own business. So a lot of it's going to be third party or manufacturer loans that are going to help you, especially with the laundromat business. Hmm. So especially if you don't have perfect credit, if you got perfect credit, it's a little bit easier.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, because I think it's it's funny. If you want to go to college, hey, you know, going to give you all the loans. But if you're going to start a business, that actually makes you money. They're like, oh, you know, we had to see all this. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, they they, they want
1: to make sure they get their money back from you. So yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense. So I think. Um, it's it's funny because when I first saw you kind of do laundromat stuff, I was like, oh, maybe it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, how much time am I going to spend there? So what are some of like the most common concerns that you think um, beginners have when they – or maybe common fears they have that are maybe just myths? What are some of the things that uh, a lot of people are concerned about in the beginning?
1: My, I know my com- my first fear of opening the doors was – it was – God, what was it? It was seven uh, – Seven to ten o'clock, my doors were open. I was like, "Well, I want to turn into a twenty-four hour. I'm not stuck here all the time, or trying to fire employees, because that's that's the biggest fear is um, finding employees or how long you're going to stay and run your business. Because obviously, being a business owner, you don't want to be stuck at your business twenty-four seven. You want to be able to go out, enjoy time with your family, or take a vacation or something like that, and and still have your business running. So, by turning into a twenty-four hour store and setting up uh, cameras and and locks where they should be so customers don't go where they shouldn't be mm-hmm. um you don't have to be there 24/7 so my biggest fear was transitioning to the 24/7 i actually slept in the Washington what? full what oh room. my
0: god <laughs> so i was like
1: i was yeah. in the back room and i got the cam- camera monitor up and i'm all like all right just want to make sure no one's going to like try to break my coin boxes or anything yeah. so, <laughs> So I actually slept there and it went smooth. I mean, after that first night I felt comfortable. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this will work as a 24 hour store. Wow. So yeah,
0: that is dedication right there for sure. Um, so for those people who are watching, maybe, you know, they really want to start, but they're, you know, not sure. Um, and for you, like, did you have to talk yourself into it? Like, what was, I think the ultimate decider for you to say, you know what? I'm going to go in on this business.
1: Oh wow. Um, to go on, I know I was researching for two years before I actually jumped into it. So, I mean, I had it, I went out, I looked, I, and in my book, I haven't told the story of how it went. So it was, it was just, I I was like, okay, I found a place and it didn't work out. So I just kind of gave up and walked away. And then I came back. I was like, okay, maybe I gotta, gotta put a little bit more work into this. I can't give up so easily. So it was just, I guess, just being dedicated because i i I think that was a lot of thing was a lot of people were giving me negative and i took that negative and i think that's what put me down was hey no one believed in me no one believed that i could get a laundromat up and running so i think that's what kind of gave made me fail the first time i tried to get into the laundromat business but the second time I, i went full on and found a store and and just kept on going at it i and during the negotiation, it was kind of funny because I didn't have no patience, and, and you gotta have patience during negotiations. It took six months to negotiate
0: what? To stay in wow. Chicago
1: Heights, and then three months for my Wilmington store. And that's because you're just going back and forth with the landlord. You know, you're, you're trying to get the best deal for you on like free rent and half half rent to try to get your business going because you're not gonna have money in the beginning, so you want as much free money as you can um, for the business. So it. it it takes patience. And I had no patience. I was just calling. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Um, oh, what's taking so long? Why, why isn't the landlord answering me? And I was just like, dude, back off, relax.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause you said, you said something about being impatient or something, but when I, you said like six months, that is like, that is so patient at least for me anyways. But <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Um, so can you share with us like some of like the advantages and disadvantages of running our laundromat business?
1: um advantages you get paid daily so the big the biggest part most businesses um they'll build their clientele so with laundromats the the positive is your clientele pays you up front so if they want to use your machine they're going to stick money on into the machine pay you right then and there before the machine even starts mm-hmm. so you can pay it up front you don't have, have to worry about invoicing them and then worrying about if they're really going to pay you or not so it's it's money up front. Um, the cons are, it's it's a machine, so eventually it does get old. Parts are gonna break down, but it doesn't happen. If you get new machines, if you take care of it, do maintenance, uh, the commercial machines will last like 30 years. Wow. So yeah, so the, if you get older machines and you know how to work on them, another advantage is if you know how to work on them, you're saving money. Uh, a con is paying someone else to repair it because you're looking at 65 to $85 an hour to bring someone else in to repair it. But they, they offer classes, which is kind of nice. The distributors, depends if you go with Speed Queen, Hips, Ispo, um, or the other ones out there, Dexter. They offer you um, classes to work on the machines. So as long as you're willing to go to the class or you can, if you got a friend or someone else that you hired to work in your laundromat, you can send them there to learn on how to work on the machines, which is going to save you money in the long run.
0: Wow, that's great. So you also wrote, I think, is it the only book on how to start a laundromat on Amazon?
1: Uh, there, There's other okay. b- books out there, but I think mine's, I think mine, I heard a lot of people say mine goes more in the detail than I talk about my experience while other people don't talk about like the, the negativity they went through because I talk about a lot of ne- the downfalls I went through opening a laundromat in that book.
0: Yeah, can you share with us, like, you know, what is your book about? Like, well, what was the process of writing that? Because writing a book is a lot of work. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I was writing my book, before. I was like, I'm not gonna do this for a couple of years because it's just too much work. So, but you know, I've, I saw reviews of your book. Yeah, just like you said, people were like just raving about it because of how how in depth it was. Yeah. So, can you tell us, you know, what uh, what what is the book title so people can Google and buy it as well? Uh, no, actually,
1: uh, yeah, it's actually uh, secrets oh, revealed opening laundromats awesome you see it but it it goes over the experience you want me to explain how i wrote it and stuff or
0: yeah i think but just like you know wasn't like writing it because uh, that's a feat in itself it took, you know yeah and-
1: it took it took a long time to write it i think it took me three months because I, I i had it on the back burners for a while i'm like you know what i'm like i got the experience if i could put it in the book you know and kind of get it out there so other people can learn that maybe i can make a few bucks off of it mm-hmm. so i just it took a lot of time just to sit down and write and then it's all like it took three months to write it because I kept on going over I'm like no 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 let me rewrite <laughs> this way. and had a couple of editors go over and I know there's still it's my first book I know there's some mistakes in it but um it's a good book I guess the the biggest person that actually got me to got me motivated the finished book is uh Dan Locke which I found off uh YouTube and uh he's like a motivation speaker almost so he just kind of talks about books and book writing stuff like that, and and uh, how to put your experience out there. So it took a while. I got it out, and it talks about the downfalls and the and then the pluses of how I got the laundromat business. That's
0: great. Yeah, and can you share with us like what the book covers so we can kind of see uh, what the book is about as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I broke it in different chapters. So instead of just kind of doing the run-ons, I broke it in the different chapters. So like the First two chapters, um, sorry, first three chapters was about my laundromat business. So the first, so my first laundromat is Chicago Heights, the second one in Wilmington. Um, Chicago Heights went in more detail because it was a startup. The store was actually closed while the Wilmington was actually up and running and how I took that one over. So um, pretty much how I. After I took over the store for free, how I was freaking out because no one would give me the the uh, equipment loan or anything like that to get the business up and running. So I'm like, I'm freaking out because I'm like, oh, my God, I spent so much money into repairing the walls and getting rid of uh, the uh, black mold and the flooring and all and the plumbing and stuff. And I'm like, no one will give me a loan. So I explained, like, how I made it through the struggles of that. And um, sorry. And the issues I went with, like the code. Uh, code inspectors, because that was a big issue too, and the uh, business license and and getting the store up and running. And then after I explained my um, experiences in the book, then I started going into the reason why the businesses will fail, um, the cost of getting into laundromat business, because each laundromat is going to cost different. So there's really no exact number on one certain type of laundromat. Uh, Talk about the demographics, how to search for laundromats, um, the different meanings from like a, van- a vanilla laundromat to a store that already has machines in it. Um, different type of questions that you can ask owners and landlords how to actually break, break apart the, uh, to find out what a laundromat's actually worth. Cause I know a lot of people who search on the internet and they'll type in like uh laundromats for sale and you're seeing for like a hundred thousand dollars. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. So mine it's you're looking for things that are at least 10,000 or less. And then uh, how to actually negotiate them even cheaper than that? Because like the Wilmington store, which is in my book, guy was asking for ten grand. So I'm like, I don't have ten thousand dollars laying around. So originally, I was trying to get it the place for free, and he was going to give it to me for free, but he wanted to take all the machines out. I'm like, no, 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 this isn't going to work. <laughs> I'm like, it's a small town. I'm like, I need some machines in here. So we eventually came to an agreement of twenty five hundred dollars, and then. Uh, I had him actually break it up because I didn't have $2,500 on me either. So he broke it up into a three-month uh, payment plan. So I'm like, I can, I can afford this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So And then pretty much the laundromat paid itself for those uh, payment plans.
0: Well, already? Like after three months?
1: Yeah, after three months. So each month, the, uh, I took okay. the, the money made from the laundromat and I paid the guy. Wow. And I paid for rent and the utilities too. So it's like, I guess I kind of got in the laundromat with no money at all. Wow. So even though I paid $2,500 for it.
0: Okay. I think the lis- listeners or watchers on YouTube, I think they're just going to rush and buy your book now because just, <laughs> just that alone, that is amazing. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Just
1: interrupted. No, no, no. You're good. And then like in the back of the book, I got examples of the letter intent. Um, letter intent is what you actually give to the landlord. That's the negotiation of, hey, um, I want you to replace the HVAC. So the heating and air conditioning unit. Oh, and, uh, electrical so I had them um, for the Wilmington he replaced the moved in my electrical box out of the bathroom so I can open up the bathroom that was $8,000 right there um, new air conditioning which I didn't have to pay for there's 25000 I think it was that didn't have to come out of my pocket so the landlord paid for that and then what else was it for the Wilmington it was uh, I had three months three months free rent and then three months half rent so that actually kind of helped me pay for the laundromat so it didn't have to come out of my pocket so a lot of this you, yeah, you can get into laundromat for very little of nothing as long as you know how to, to negotiate and work out a really good deal.
0: Wow. You're like a laundromat genius. Like so many things that just like <laughs> one sentence in the book, I can totally see it, you know, just paying for itself. Wow, that is pretty incredible. Um uh, I guess my next question is, you know, I've been to Chicago, um, you know, a lot well, I know you're not in it's a suburb suburbs of Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, I'm south of Chicago, so I'm like about 35 40 minutes south of chicago
0: okay cool yeah because i was in chicago for a friend's wedding i was like wow this place is like i think it was like peoria or something okay Um, but like you know (laughs) chicago was so huge but i i do definitely see that i i feel like the location matters from from me instinctively but is that true like does it matter where you're located
1: i teach location 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 Uh, but it it all depends because the Chicago Heights one, it was a it was along a main road, so it was busy. Um, a lot of it comes down to your competitions where your comp, uh, competitors are located at. And um, Wilmington's a small little town, so it's nowhere near Chicago, which is a population of four thousand people. Wow. So and there's three laundromats in that town. And when I first took it over, it was it was making very little money. Now it's each it's nice to see like the increase each month. So you can open a laundromat anywhere and usually it's you want to stay above three to four thousand people in a town because the more the more renters you have because your laundromats are focused on low-income people that can't afford dryers. So a lot of renters is what uh makes laundromats successful so you want to make sure that if you buy a laundromat it's, it's near complexes renter complexes uh townhomes um even in a farming community. If you got a lot of farmers, they'll wash their horse blankets.
0: What? Wow. So. I, okay. I did not know horse blanket existed today. <laughs> that's, that's fascinating. Wow. So would you say that, um, just kind of lost my train of thought because horse blanket, just like completely threw me off. So, oh yeah. Okay. So I got it. Um, so for my business, I do a lot of advertising, right? So for your business, do you do any form of advertising, uh, for your laundromat? I have
1: done advertising, but I noticed for both of my laundromats, I noticed word of mouth was my biggest, um, biggest advertising because I would pay for the newspaper. I, I, I bought, uh, created flyers and panel handed those out cause that was the cheapest way was flyers. Um, passed out business cards and did a lot of facebook marketing um yelp marketing google up marketing and a lot of my people that came in was word of mouth yeah. which i was shocked i'm all like well you know you, you would figure you want to do pay all these people to kind of get you out there but the people that's going to come in your laundromat are the ones that want washer and dryers and they used to be in your laundromat until they left because it was ran down. It was old. It was dingy. They're losing money in the machines. So you take it over and you start fixing it up. Word of mouth gets out there, and they're like, "Hey, you know, this a new owner came in. They remodeled it. They, they're, they're um, they got new machines, and then they start coming in to check it out. I mean, it it's a slow, gradual uh, turnaround rate for word of mouth, but out of both the laundromats, uh, word of mouth has been the biggest marketing that i've seen worked
0: mm, that's great so interesting to know that you know even because i i think well for me i guess i don't tell people oh you should check out this laundry but it, it makes sense <laughs> you know if they're renters you know hey where do you do your laundry that makes sense you know they get oh, yeah. everybody there and then you know they're they're ready so it's,
1: it's kind of nice to have like those uh what do you call those, those dancers those uh air dancers that you see like in front of car dealerships and stuff just oh, you guys do there. <laughs> so i bought one of those and it was well worth it, it was i think it paid A thousand dollars. The most expensive part was the blower. And then the little dancer guy is like a hundred bucks. So I stick it up on the roof. So at least when they're driving by, it catches your eye and you're kind of like, your eyes are kind of drawn to the laundromat. You're like, Oh, Hey, you know, there's a brand new sign on the front of the building. Maybe someone took it over.
0: That's genius marketing. I love that. I always wondered how much they, they were they, if they work, right? Because I think car dealership, they're just like very aggressive, you know, type of people who yeah. want to push. But a <laughs> to know it works on laundromats too. Wow. So many gems just throughout this. I love that. So what would you say was like the biggest change in your life? Like the four years ago, you know, before you started any of this till like now today, what do you feel like are the biggest changes in your life?
1: uh knowledge is one of the biggest things i'm always i'm always learning something new mm-hmm. um especially if someone comes up with a question if i don't know it, i'm gonna go out and look and find that answer and then come back to them so it's a it's always a learning experience it's different laundromats are different environments um hopefully one day i'll be able to quit my laundromat with, i mean not my laundromat my uh <laughs> my uh power plant that'd be a, a big plus but yeah it's it's Owning a business is never an ending to education. You're always learning something new. Something's uh, new laws coming out, ordinances coming out, so you're always learning something new. Different strategies to drive more customers your way. Um, like I just learned, uh, nursing homes—they they use laundromats, and I didn't even know that for the wash and fold. So it's a big, okay. a big uh, income to some laundromats as long as you can focus on creating some flyers and going and negotiating with some businesses to come to your laundromat for the wash and fold where they just drop off their clothes and you wash, dry and fold it for them for a dollar a pound or a dollar 25 a pound. So it's, it's supplemental income. That's always coming in.
0: Yeah, that's so smart. I think I I messaged somebody about a fluff and fold before and he was just basically saying, hey, hey, you know, how much is your, how much per pound or something with your laundry? So he was going to automate it. I was like, wow, this guy's smarter than I am in business. You know, he's got everything ready. So yeah, I love that. That's perfect. So what would you, what do your haters say? Well, I don't want to say haters, but like, what do your naysayers say now, you know, now that you're successful? Like, do they, it was uh, I,
1: a few of them actually wanted to go in as a partnership
0: oh my god that so is so best. Like, yeah
1: the, it was it was for my second laundromat after i got this one up and running and i went through so many struggles and and money money issues and stuff and but i found a way to buy my second laundromat and i bought that one with with the money made from the first laundromat Wow. so well for pretty much for the repairs and stuff so it was i got the laundromat for free uh by uh, negotiating with the the first owner and bringing in the payments, but as in fixing up for the paint and the flooring and, st- and the buying other machines, the first laundromat pretty much helped pay for all that. But a lot of them, yeah, they wanted to go in as a partnership. And it's funny because I was told partnership and especially in the laundromat business doesn't always work out because you're handing a lot of cash and it comes to trust. Uh, do you trust this other person to pull the, the cash out of the changer and depositing in the bank or are they going to like skim 20 30 bucks and it's like really hard it's hard to tell how much more you're making if you got another person handling your money that's
0: true. yeah but wow that's the ultimate like <laughs> hey i made it you know when people want to be your business partners from people who maybe used to be critical i love that oh, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny
1: because i was looking for when i first got into it, i was looking for a business partner i'm like hey you know i found this really good location i might be able to get it for free i'm like would you be interested in becoming a business partner? And they're like, Oh, I want to see a business plan. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, the stores closed. I'm like, I never created a business plan before. So then I create a business plan. And they're like, ah, what guarantee do you have? And I'm like, it's a business, it's a startup business, and that's a chance you're taking when you start up a business. There's no guarantee that that it's gonna make it. The only person that, that can guarantee that it's gonna make it is you, the business owner. If you give up, then yes, the business will fail. But if you keep on striving, for success, you're gonna make it. So,
0: yeah, that's perfect advice. So, how would you say like your quality of life changed? Like, you know, maybe with your family or just with like your day to day schedule um, since you became a business owner?
1: Um, more vacations.
0: <laughs>
1: <That's> great. <laughs> so, I mean, I, we get a little bit more flexibility. Um, I just find somebody to clean the laundromat. Like when I take a vacation. Um, it's not bad. I paid, I'll paid someone 10 bucks to go through and clean the laundromat for half an hour. So it, it, it's, it's not that hard. Uh, the way life is, I enjoy it. My kids always want to come with me. So, and, and and it's, they, I guess they earn their take. They'll, they'll, they'll start sweeping and mopping. And I'll be like, I'll put on my shoes to get ready to leave. And they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I want to go with you. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't know. It's like an adventure for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoy it. It's um, it's something different. I enjoy going to other laundromats, checking out other laundromats, um, seeing what they charge, what it looks like. And You never know. I might run across another laundromat that I want to take over.
0: Mm. That's awesome. I just love hearing stories about you know, kind of business families like taking their kids with them and then being able to you know be you know travel and have fun. That's great. So, what advice would you give to? um to be people who are like you know they they want to start the laundry business or maybe like what advice would you give to yourself like four years ago when you're just starting up
1: um not to listen to anybody and (laughs) keep striving for success um the biggest part is it will take money so you can't look at a laundromat as getting in there for absolutely free because it takes money to make money and that's what i tell people a lot of people are like oh, well, don't use your own money. That's when you get use your credit cards and, and bank loans. And that's what kind of gets you in trouble right there because then it's all like, now you got these bank loans and credit cards that you have to pay
0: yeah. or it's going
1: to ruin your credit. But it is possible. It is going to take some money. So as long as you have money, you don't have to have money up front. A paint, what? A paint a can is what? $10 for a can of paint. Um, floor and stuff, all that stuff can come down the road after you get into the business. So, just thinking, sorry, <laughs> you might spend a couple hundred dollars first taking over the laundry man. That's, wow, just, that's just that's... throwing paint up and, and, and deeply cleaning it. And obviously, as you start going, you take the money from the business and you're going to dump it back into it. So I guess advice for others is keep on education. Okay. The more you know, the better off you're going to do. So uh, keep you, there's YouTubes, there's internet, there's people that, that will coach you on how to uh, get into the business. Um, spend your money wisely on on stuff. Don't go out and get top of line equipment, which is gonna cost you more money. Just get the the basic machines, and and that's what I kind of learned too. Was for the my first laundromat I got like Quantum Gold, so it was like these all these different buttons, so you could change the different prices, and they they could change the how they want their clothes washed. But then I start they start complaining. Your customers are like, Hey, how do you work this? Uh, your machine's not working right. Why why is it more for a heavy wash than it is a light wash so they just want to be able to stick their clothes in there push a button and walk away mm. so and that's where i learned with my next laundromat just stick with the basic machines it doesn't have to be the anything expensive definitely go for the energy efficiency because you're going to save a lot of money mm. but education um learn as much as you can
0: that's great perfect so I think by now everyone's like oh my god how can we work with you how can we get you know your book can you tell us what's the best way to uh, get in touch with you uh,
1: the best way is actually going to my website um, Nichols. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna throw the link
1: com, and I'll bring you to my website a lot of my stuff is on the website so I do uh, phone phone coaching which is on the bottom of the, the web page on every single page uh, you can actually click on it and set up a schedule to talk with me. Um, I also have some of my books and other products on the website so that I try to keep everything on there. And eventually I'm going to be uh, creating a training course, which I'm actually calling the warrior training course for the laundromat. <laughs> and uh, that'll be going up probably next month or two months from now to actually teach people how to get into it. But yeah, it's mostly my website. Is linked to the YouTube. So if you go to my website, there's uh, the V the V blog. will bring you to the YouTube sites, which uh, will be posted below. <laughs> um, for YouTube, it's just YouTube.com forward slash VR. And then uh, my book is actually on my website, or you can go to Amazon or Kindle and buy it from there. From if you want a, a trusted, more of a trusted site to go to.
0: Perfect. So, is there anything else you would like our audience to know?
1: Um, I can't think of anything. If you, if you have any questions, definitely contact me. Um, I don't mind helping people out, especially getting into the business. I love it, and I guess the biggest part I enjoy how the laundromat is actually teaching others how to get into it. I actually enjoy doing more YouTube videos showing other laundromats and I actually do running my own business. Cause it's, it's, I guess I get to hear from them, um, their comments. Uh, I get to show what other people actually don't see, like what actually goes on behind the scenes of a laundromat and on a daily basis, they can see what, what, what they could possibly go through. So c- kind of like you got homeless people doing stuff in your trash cans and, <laughs> and some weird stuff going on. So it's not always negative. It's, it's, A lot of people get the wrong concept of a laundromat being dark, dingy, scary um, and a bad location where they're afraid to take over and run it, which not all of them are like that.
0: Yeah. And I think I really enjoy our YouTube videos. I think there there are some scary videos on there <laughs> on your channel, but it's just fascinating you know, just to see day in and day out, you know, how you scout it out, how you bring your family in and how you just like run your day to day. So a lot of knowledge. I actually learned so much from this interview. Thank you so much for being on here. And again, nice, check out. Yeah, you're welcome. Check out his website down below. It's going to be posted on the show notes. Uh, Thank you so much, Victor, for being on the show. I really appreciate all your wisdom and your advice. And um, please contact him below if you have any questions. And he's available for coaching as well. Thank you. You have a good one. Yeah, thank you. You